At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I walked back my bad call, and I'm now victory back. I'm now victory lapping my walk back of what was initially an awful call. Just that's the kind of gymnastics you need to do in the fantasy in this game. You're in multiple outs. Exactly. Just always, yeah. Find yourself a, a way to pivot at all times. So there you go. God bless. I'm like a, I'm like a, you know, I'm like Mary Lou Retton over here with my gymnastics, you know, my gymnastics. <laughs> right. Good <laughs> hip reference. Yeah, it's a reference from 1938. I was trying to think of like a, there we go. That's more reference. I was trying to think of like a, that was the first gymnast that came to mind. the old person who referenced to the Stockholm. yeah. Okay. Methuselah. Methuselah. Yeah, that was it. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, where you get all your hip and current references day by day. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jake Crouch. Did you know Methuselah lived to be 969 years I, old this, and was born in uh, 3074 yeah, BC? Listen, you don't get those 900 year olds no, much listen, anymore. No, Methuselah is uh, Methuselah is my hero. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, my contemporary uh, okay. too. Patrick Mahomes is my hero. <laughs> there you Methuselah. go. Uh, well, Methuselah, is, you know, we're about the same age. I still don't know who <laughs> Methuselah is. Me neither. Who is it? Very yeah, okay. go ahead. Read Read it, read it up there. Uh, it's a biblical patriarch who had the longest lifespan of all given uh, those given in the Bible, according to the book of Genesis. Uh, Methuselah was the son of Enoch, the father of uh, Lamech, and the grandfather of Noah. Shout out to Methuselah, if, he's wow, wa- Methuselah. if he or she is watching the show. Yeah. Wow, very impressive. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Like, <laughs> that was an NBC thing, by the way, the more you know. You know, like, I feel like we should bring that back for this show. Yeah, like yeah but, just, love it. but just really, du- Pete, work on that. Um, and by work on that, I mean send a note to Steven because we know he does most of the work on the show. Just do me a favor. Um, yeah, send him a note. Like, what we should do is just like all the dumb crap we say, yeah. and then we just need to end it with like the, the you know, the, the peacock, uh, the, the NBC, you know, do do do, and like the star yeah. and the more you know. Yes. Just that logo. We yes. just. Find somebody internally that has that graphic. Yeah, well, Stephen can cook up one of those graphics like he does for our Sunday show of like Methuselah holding a uh, jar of Vegemite. I like that. Come back tomorrow for Mary Lou Retton (laughs) and all your uh, up-to-date references. Uh, Listen, big show today. It's waiver-wired. You know that because it's Tuesday. Just before the show, this is a true story. Just, I just wanted you guys to know. Just before the show, talk about hip references. I was talking about Johnny Cash. Yeah. With uh, Stephanie, yeah. who does our wardrobe around here, yeah. she basically makes sure you don't put your clothes on inside out with a tag forward, and that's Stephanie not really a joke. By the way, Stephanie is a clutch person here at the staff. A yeah. Very yeah. important very person. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. people are like wondering Dame why Rose. you actually look put together day after day. Yeah. 
Stephanie deserves 100%. Mary Lou Retton, by the way, a more contemporary reference, she's actually 914 years younger than Methuselah. <laughs> so you're trending in the right direction. Very nice. Yeah. We Excellent. Got, we got Monday Night Football, Chargers, yes. Jets, takeaways. Somehow we'll get there and back to the futures, a Tuesday staple. But let's jump right into Waiver Wired and talk wide receivers because, listen, while there's only four teams on a bye this week, they are extremely fantasy-relevant teams. You have the Dolphins, that means no Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle. You have the Rams, that means no Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. For the Chiefs, you've probably been playing Rasheed Rice for a while now as well, and the big one with the Eagles, with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Also, no Ben Skoronek this week. Oh, brutal. Yeah, Damn. it's very tough. Yeah. Very tough. It's a bat. It's Julio a, Jones. Yeah, no Julio well. Jones uh, this week. That's right. Um, that's right. No, uh, no Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. No Justin Watson. Well, he dropped the ball, MVS. He really did. Yeah. Miko really Hardman, did. the waiver no, wire legend. Yeah, waiver wire legend, Miko Hardman. That's no right. Miko. Um, but no, it's this is a. There's only four teams on a buy, but the teams that are on a buy are like all filled with fantasy gold. Even the Rams. All right, so it's it is a uh, it's a mini buy Mageddon. And we talked about a waiver wire legend in Nicole Hardman. How about a fantasy football happy hour legend in Tank Dell? If you've watched this show, we can only victory lap Tank Dell so many days of the week. So maybe we'll. <laughs> is maybe, that a challenge? Well, that is a bit of a is challenge. Is that a challenge? That is a bit of a challenge. Because I can victory lap. You have no idea. I, I'm, you know, I, I can victory. You got lap. young legs when it comes oh, to victory lap. But can we, like, yeah. listen? Uh, like, I called George Blanda before he was a thing. Jay, Google them, please. Uh, yeah, it's all, <laughs> right. all right. You can wait. Hang on for a second. I was purposely making like a very old reference yeah. to play into yeah, the yeah, joke, yeah. but you guys don't know who George Blanda is? Couldn't tell you no, much no. about George Blanda. He's a football player. He's a... <laughs> doesn't he's matter. A, he's in the Hall of Fame for 100 years. He's a... Ve- would I've been better off with like Y.A. Tittle? I found out who Derek Jeter was in 2006. Y.A. Tittle? I was born in 1991. Slinging Sammy Baugh? I mean, I know Sammy Baugh is. Yes, I know Sammy Baugh is. Some of these guys? Frank Gifford? Okay. <laughs> How are you? I apologize to America that listen, I put these two on a football Listen, I go, far, I go as far back as Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> that's, that's, an old, that's an old yes. quarterback yeah. to me. Rich Gannon. Matt, yeah, I remember the days of Matt Hasselbeck and those black Jim and white Plunkett? shots. How about Jim Plunkett? I know who Jim Plunkett is. I know who he is. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to give you a breakdown. Couldn't tell you if he's a lefty. In, is he a lefty? Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Where do you rank in standard scoring in 19, whatever it was? Kenny Stabler? I know Kenny the snake? Yeah. The snake has the cool I, picture I, on the board. I'm just, all right, I'm just trying to figure yes. out like how far back we yeah. can or cannot go. Jim Kelly? Yeah, he played with Hasselbeck. All right. Just, you know, whatever. Uh, Bart Starr? Yes. All right, yeah. Bart Starr we've yes. heard of. Johnny Unitas? Yes, yes. All right, on. okay. Come on. One <laughs> day we'll do a fantasy football throwback show, yeah. but I don't know. If I, that George Bland didn't – Jim Brown? Yes. Like he was a contemporary of Jim Brown. Jim Brown is okay. a legendary athlete. Okay. Yeah. When did he play? What era? Like the 40s and 50s. Yeah. See, come right, on. Exactly. Come on. So, yeah, it's, it's a little later than that. Okay. Yeah. Producer Pete says he retired in 1975. We're giving Pete a heart forever. attack in the back right now. <laughs> Usually that comes towards the end of the show. When you don't even know what you said 1940s. You didn't even, well, that's where played for 35 years? George, George Blanda played in the 60s. That much I know. Okay. George Blanda was 60s. Yeah, okay. Jim Brown was a contemporary of his, so it was like 60s, 70s. Jay and, Jay and yeah. I arrived on planet Earth about 30 <laughs> trying to think about Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wyatt Tittle. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. like he uh, was like... We're in our 30s. We're Hasselbeck men. Yeah. Okay. If a career starts in 1949, <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's going to yeah. be a tough one. George Blanda was a was, was a quarterback and a kicker. Okay. He was like a modern day Dario Gumbawale, yeah. okay. like in terms of being able to play multiple <laughs> positions. One there of the most inspiring moments of the weekend, by the way. That I was. He made that kick. That, that was. Beautiful. 
You know what's great is what we've done now is we've literally driven off every possible viewer they potentially could uh, have. Right, absolutely. All right, thank you. Here we're going to go. Week 10 waivers. <laughs> Tank Dale. Tank Dale. Available in 52% of leagues. Uh, Maybe some of that is because of the concussion he dealt with and people needed a roster spot and have an well, IR spot. I mean. He had he, he had the concussion. He was out. And then he uh, and then he, he was out for a week. Then they had a bye. And then he came back in the first week back. Week 8, he didn't really do anything. That brutal game against Carolina where none of the Panthers – None of the Texans really did anything as well. But the the utilization has been there. Uh, you know, in the two games since he's returned from concussions, he did have a 89% route participation. He's had three different games with seven or more targets this season. He's averaging over 25 fantasy points per game. He scored in all three. And in the middle of me victory lapping my victory lap, the fact of the matter is, is that we, we kept showing this. This is one of the reasons we talked about this in the preseason was about C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell both told me personally at the NFLPA rookie premiere how much of a connection they had off the field as well. We know about the skill of both players as well. Tank Dell was somebody that constantly got open at Houston, Connor. Oh, yeah. This is a guy that, like, it's not a flash in the pan. There was, right. just, there was maybe questions about the level of, of competition. but there was size, some, small but, guy. And, and a small it. guy, but, like... But we're in, the NFL is, feels like it's moving towards more of these small guys. It is, especially an offense that knows how to use them. This is staff that came from San Francisco. They know how to use Tank Dell in motion. They know how to use him down the field and on the short area stuff. He had almost 200 targets this final season at Houston. So usage to him is nothing new, and he's picked up that role in the Texans offense. Yeah, one thing to know with Tank Dell, his three big games this year came against Indy, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay, where he went for 70-plus yards and a score in all of yep. those games. So those three teams, Indy, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, what do they all have in common? they don't really have a pass rush and when CJ Stroud is in a clean pocket that unlocks the deeper stuff for Tank Dell I think that is the key so I think he's probably good. he's not going to have the same week that he did last uh, week against the Bengals pass rush and the Bengals defense in general probably but they have a lot of easy teams on their schedule and he'll provide value but the other thing is is the Texans can't run the ball and they yeah. are going to have to throw so volume maybe gets there and to, the, to that point about Tank Dell in terms of the kind of way he plays like they'll manufacture touches for this guy like it'll be yes. some bubble screens it'll be some quick slants It'll be, you know, some reverses and that kind of stuff. Just want to mention, by the way, this is for much deeper leagues, and we're going to show you full screen at the end of the segment, show you kind of where we rank everyone. But I just want to mention that Noah Brown is out there 97% of leagues. Like, three out of the four games that he's played this year, he's gotten at least a 15% target share. And if the Texans are going to continue to throw as much as they are, which it feels like they are, they again, they have gotten nothing going all year long on the run game. The way they've moved the ball successfully is with C.J. Stroud's arm. And so I think that's going to continue. And it feels like they're settling into a – Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Noah Brown kind of rotation. I don't know that Robert Woods gets this job back. I know when you see some John Mechie or whatever, but it feels like those three guys give the Texans the best chance on offense. Yeah. By the way, Tank Dell, when he scored that touchdown, some of us on the table had Texans minus two and a half in that game. So Tank Dell scores the touchdown to put them up two. Mm. Super excited. Then Demeco Ryan's takes a knee on the... Didn't get, because because the kick kicker was out, and yeah. I'm a kicker. And then you go for the two-point. To be fair, I think he probably made the right move because the only thing that can happen there is that they run it back for two the other way. But uh, that was a tough beat. That's yes, a tough it, was, it was the right move football-wise. It was yeah. the wrong move for wrong Jay's move bank for Jay. account. Yeah, wrong move for yeah. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody should have asked him about that after the yeah. game. Listen, our next one here, Patriots wide receiver Demario Douglas. Yeah. Pop Douglas, he's got the Colts in Germany. 65% available across leagues right now. The upcoming schedule for Douglas. The Colts once again in Germany by week, but then the Giants and the Chargers. And he was heavily involved in New England's passing game in week nine, Barry. He, he's 
now had three straight games with six or more targets with a 20% target share over that stretch. Again, they didn't have Devontae Parker last week. Kendrick Bourne is out for the year. They liked Demario Douglas quite a bit. We talked about this a few weeks ago where it's just like uh, they liked him a lot in the preseason. I remember talking with Devin McCourty about him, our, uh, our friend and colleague here at NBC Sports. Devin said, who obviously you know, knows the Patriots really well, Devin's like, they love him there. He had a bad early season fumble and sort of got into the doghouse. You know how it goes in, yep. uh, you know, in uh, in Bill Belichick's land. But uh, whether it's injuries or just you know good practices, he's kind of worked his way back. And I know they're excited about the talent here. The only concern is this week they face the Colts, who are really good against the slot. Kenny Moore, one of the best in the NFL at slot corner, they allow the six fewest receptions per, uh, per game to opposing slot receivers. Um, and that's where Douglas lines up most of the time. So this might be a down week for DeMario Douglas, but I think this is more real than not. Even when Parker comes back, again, the Patriots have two wins. They have to find out what they have. Like, I think he's going to be their leading receiver the rest of the way. So uh, I really like Pop Douglas. And it's worth noting, by the way, so bad. he's more of a stash. I just want to couch this. He's more of a stash because, again, we don't love him this week against the Colts, and then they're on a bye. It's the Germany game. So they're going to Germany, but after that, Giants, Chargers, like the schedule gets a lot easier. So he's more of a later season stash than somebody you can use immediately. I think the kid with Douglas too is I think he's just good as well. And an yeah. offense that doesn't really have any good pass catches, he's the 21st ranked wide receiver by PFF grade. Just gives them an element of explosion that's sorely lacking in that offense. I'm telling you, this is somebody like when Deb McCourty and I talked about this guy in the preseason, when I was just like, you know, one of the benefits of working at NBC is that you get access to people like. Jason Garrett and Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy and and Devin McCourty people that and Chris Sims and people that have you know lots and lots and lots of friends and in contacts in coaching positions and players in the NFL and so you hear all this and so I'm always just like hey what are you hearing what are you hearing and like I credit my preseason David Montgomery call in part because Jason Garrett told me like I, you know I spoke to Dan Campbell they love this guy and uh, same with you know Demario Douglas which is Devin told me just like. In, in New England, like in the preseason, they're like, they love this kid, you know. So, anyway, I agree with you. Very talented young player. For deeper leagues, a quick mention with New England, Juju Smith-Schuster available in 81% of leagues. I mean, the bottom line is somebody has to catch passes in this offense, and we will do a full recap. I know, kind of. That's like how I picked up Justice Hill on waivers last week because I had no one else to fill it, running back. desperation. Juju's kind of wide receiver. Juju Justice qualifies Hill. at wide receiver. Yeah. If you need to play a wide receiver and you're looking for yeah. somebody in the NFL that qualifies mm-hmm. at that position, Juju does, in Easy fact. Man. You might be down Pukunakua, Devontae Smith. Somebody yeah. else all in one week, and you need to play Juju. Yeah. You never know. Our yeah. next one here, Jay, really intri- interesting and intriguing, and Cardinals wide receiver Michael Wilson, who missed week nine because of the shoulder. Sounds like that's trending in a positive direction. But more importantly, because not only has Michael Wilson flashed as a rookie this season and starts, Kyler Murray is coming back for this team. This is a huge deal. People really underrate Kyler Murray, both as I, a real player and as a fantasy correct. player, where he's been a top seven quarterback consistently because of the value he provides with his legs. Two years ago, at this time two years ago, Kyler Murray was the favorite to win the MVP. He was on a one-seed Cardinals team, and then it all kind of fell apart from there. But he clearly has the talent, uh, and I think that he's going to completely change this offense. They're only one-point underdogs against Atlanta. If that was Clayton Toon starting for them, that would be significantly larger. Kyler Murray is a a very good player, and he's going to help this entire offense. I'm excited about Kyler Murray coming back. By the way, he's not 100% rostered, so we'll mention this when we get to quarterbacks as well, but it's sort of worth seeing just somehow if Kyler Murray's still out there in your league, if somehow he just got dropped. Um, 
even in one quarter, I, there's no way he's available in two quarterback leagues, but in some 10 and 12 team one quarterback leagues, he might still be out there. Um, and, you know, I, I would grab him even if you have Josh Allen, even if you have a very good fantasy quarterback because, you know. I would not be shocked if Kyler Murray outperforms like Justin Herbert the rest of the way, particularly given what we saw yeah. last night. Or, or Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson's had two bad fantasy games. I mean, they're putting up tons of points, but he just, they're running and they're running really effectively. So, right. I mean, yeah. Herbert Herbert does not look – we'll get into that game in a second too. But Kyler Murray is going to be there in the top five or six among fantasy quarterbacks the rest of the way. So 100% uh, there on him. He's in, – in four of the last six games Michael Wilson has played, he's had at least 55 receiving yards. So, again, we need to make sure he's healthy. But uh, I definitely like Wilson because I'm, I'm bullish on the Cardinals offense going forward under Kyler Murray. Not a big night on Monday Night Football for rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnson on the Chargers. Just two catches for 14 yards, but still an intriguing player on waivers to the fact that he's available in 66% of leagues. They have the Lions, the Packers, the Ravens on Sunday Night Football, and then New England. But the bottom line is here, guys, Josh Palmer's hurt. Yep. Mike Williams is out for the year. I mean, the Chargers against the Jets. Palmer's on IR. Yes, he's on IR. Right, exactly. So he's missing at least the next three. Sure, against the Jets, they didn't need to really throw the ball or do anything. It's not going to be like that every week. Quentin Johnson finally has to play. That's the big thing here. Yeah, he does. But he played 84% of the snaps, and it, it feels clear that you know that they have, they've got some other guys there in Los Angeles. But it does feel like Quentin Johnson is going to be, be out there in most passing plays along with Keenan Allen, and he's the second read, honestly, and probably the third read after Austin Eckler out of the backfield. But uh, just – we're banking this on draft capital, pedigree, offense, and opportunity. I, I know we, the, the fact that he played so many snaps that he did last night, I feel like better days are ahead for the Chargers offense, as you mentioned. They're home to Detroit next week, and then they're at Green Bay. They're home to uh, Baltimore and at New England. So you mentioned the schedule. The schedule certainly gets easier than what they faced last night in the Jets. Bills wide receiver uh, Khalil Shakir versus Broncos this week. He's available in 94% of leagues. Jay, we talk every week how the Bills moving more to 11 personnel. It allows a guy like Shakir to get on the field more. Only four targets, but still four catches for 57 yards against the Bengals. And at least the matchup with Denver looks promising for a guy. In a week, you might be a little bit desperate in your flex spot. Yeah, I think Denver have turned the corner a little bit, but it's still not a defense that scares you at the moment. And Kalushki is not going to see uh, Pat Sertan or anything like that. Right. That'll be reserved for Stefan Diggs. So I think Shakir, just with the amount that this offense throws and their inability to ever commit to the run uh, with Josh Allen at quarterback, uh, I think that Shakir can provide value. I don't think... He's limited somewhat because he's clearly the third wide receiver option and the fourth pass-catching off option in the offense. But with the amount Josh Allen throws, with how good Josh Allen is, I think that he is a deep league kind of flex option. All right, let's take a look at Barry's Week 10 top wide receiver waiver targets, including the deep league ones that we mentioned real quickly. Number one, Tank Dell. Number two, Pop Douglas of the Patriots. Quentin Johnston at number three. Khalil Shakir, number four for the Bills. And then the two mentions we had in Juju Smith-Schuster. And Noah Brown, who's been getting involved in a pass-heavy offense over the last three weeks. Shakir is more of a, like, if you're desperate, maybe this week kind of guy. Tank Dell is, you know, obvious if he's still out there. The rest are, feel more about, they're more stashy, you know, if you will. I'll also just mention Zay Jones here. Here's the thing. He's missed the last three games. He's missed five of the last six with a knee injury. Doug Peterson was very non-committal when they said, are we expecting Zay Jones back this week? Like, wide range of outcomes here for Zay Jones. He could go on IR. He could be out there, you know, uh, playing a ton of snaps for a very good offense. So, I, I, they're playing the Niners this week. I wouldn't mind if I had a deep league 
you know, and I was looking around, or if I had a deep bench, I should say, I wouldn't mind grabbing Zay Jones and just stashing him. Just understand that there's a chance. We didn't put him in the graphic because there's a chance he might be out another month. I, you know, it's, it's hard to know, but I just want to mention that. Just something to keep your eye on if we get any positive news about Zay Jones. Let's move over to the running backs here. First off with the notable running backs on the bye, the four powerhouse teams we mentioned at the top of the show. So this obviously includes Devonne Chain, who's working his way back from IR. Raheem Moster, a really, really big one. Kyron Williams, DeAndre Swift, Isaiah Pacheco, and Darrell Henderson Jr. So just like wide receivers here, Matthew, plenty of powerhouse names are missing. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's worth – I'd be shocked if A-Chan was available in any leagues. But it's worth seeing if Kyron Williams has been dropped again. Or just seeing – one thing I like to do if, if I don't have a – Especially in leagues where um, it's waiver wire, like if there, if I'm like, because I'm pretty high up in most of my leagues, you know, and so like I'll like I'll put a couple of waiver claims in, like if this guy gets to me. Brag by the way, I'm I'm, I'm literally I'm literally in third place in almost every. I'm 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 first through third, and almost. Pete, show the standings of our league, of our show league. He definitely. He, what do you he, mean? We did not delete that league. No, we deleted he, the league. No, 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 absolutely. Put it up. I, yeah, bring it up. I'll bring it up right finals. now. Here we. Uh, I am in 17 leagues, and I'm I'm first, second, or third in 16 of them. I'm my just telling is, you right now. My team is 16. There you go. Look at this. Look at this. So that's my that's my first place team right here in our show league. Our 12 team <laughs> superflex. My team is second. My team is at noon on the cock, and look who's third place, by the way. And my team is third. Connor wow, Rogers. Well, that right. actually is very funny that all three of us are on the podium. It's, in the I just unbelievable. That's what I wanted to. They say I wanted the to point out. Clever usually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, they say we're what's going on faces. with our producers? <laughs> yeah. What's What's going on with our producers and our researcher? I'm just saying, like, right now, look too. at that. I built my the, team around Steelers. The, I'm in second place. The dumb, good-looking talent. <laughs> First, second, and third. A look at us. Anyway, that's Jake me. Ferguson Live at noon on the cock is first. Team. Can't guard Mike's Vegemite as uh, Jay. And, of course, fantasy life commenter <laughs> Connor Rogers there at six and three. Also uh, tied for second, but ultimately in third place based on points. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to both humble brag for myself, but also more well importantly, I, I really wanted to throw it. all the producers under the bus there. Because it's just, you know, like, seriously. Guys, I you know. Well, second. hopefully even the producers that are not working on the show today are watching because it's clear that maybe some of them need some yeah. help. And let's jump into the first running back here in Khalil Herbert, who is listed as a full oh, practice. I, no, hang on. Here's what I was going to say. I, there was a point of bragging. <laughs> there was actually a point. Hang on one second. The point was this, in all seriousness, is that, like, if you are in, if you're in, like, first, second, or third spot like me, Jay, or Connor are in our show league, what I like to do is, like, okay, like, put in a bid for, okay, Tank Dell or Keith Mitchell, we're getting to, like, one or two people that you're, like, but I won't put in, like, eight bids for, like, just whatevers, you know, like, because I'll feel pretty good about it. And then, like, let me see who gets dropped. And now I'm in first waiver claim for uh, when, the, um, uh, when the waivers come up the next day because somebody might drop Kyron Williams, you know, we, or Devon Achan because they're just desperate for a roster spot and, like, this guy ain't going to play or a good defense, or somebody that, like, often when you get into these bad bye weeks, people have to make tough choices, and so when there's, I, I like to wait, to, oh, oh, somebody dropped, I'm making it up here, but somebody dropped Kyron Williams because they're on a bye and he's been hurt, okay, now I've got the number one waiver claim because I didn't go through the thing because I knew I wasn't going to get Keaton Mitchell or Tank Dell or whoever the hot guys are that particular week, and so now I can go grab Kyron Williams, and great, now I've got a starting running back when he comes back next week because the expectation here is that Williams and Achan will both be back with their teams when they come back from the bye. Yep. All right. Yeah, well that's done. the idea. No, so anyway, that's... just a little you know, fantasy strategy there. 
Khalil Herbert, he's practicing in full or practiced in full on Monday. He's only available in 38% of leagues, but I'll say this, Matthew. This one definitely applies to your kind of Kyron Williams theory because one of the the most important leagues I'm in, he was just out there because people just forgot about him. The other factor of this, Jay, Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson are obviously very involved in this backfield right now where there's some unpredictable nature of Khalil Herbert. But if he's out there in one of your leagues right now, one of the more intriguing potential ads, even if the uh, availability rate is low. Yeah, and I think what people forget as well is that the last time we saw Justin Fields healthy and quarterbacking this offense, they scored 40 against the Commanders. The week before, they, they scored 28. Now it's against the Broncos and the Commanders, so you have to mitigate that a little bit. But at the same time, I think this has the potential to be a good offense going forward. This team, for whatever reason, seems to be taking the second half of the season seriously, trading for Montez Sweat. I think this is going to be a real team going forward. And with Fields back ASAP, I think that the running back, who is number one in the Bears offense, will have value, and that's probably going to be Khalil Herbert. It's the Thursday night game, so just be aware. They're playing Carolina, but the Panthers are a bottom 10 run defense. Somebody is likely going to have a good game on Thursday night. The question is, we just don't know. It might be Khalil Herbert, who, to your point, was the starter when he was out. But on the other hand, while he's been out, Deontay Foreman, who was a healthy scratch in like four of the first five games of the season, uh, Deontay Foreman has run well. Roshan Johnson, at the beginning of the year, it was Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson. It felt like he was starting to make his move to become the starting running back. But then Roshan Johnson has 13 total touches over the last two weeks. We thought... It was going to be more of a split between him and Foreman in this past game, and it was all Foreman last week against the Saints. And by the way, in a tough matchup against New Orleans, Deontay Foreman ran well. I mean, again, he, he ran well against the against the Chargers, and he's, I mean, like, you know, and he's played well since he's gotten the opportunity. So I, it's, I, I honestly have no idea. Hopefully we get news like sort of today or tomorrow about sort of how this running back room is shaking out. But we've seen that... The running back for the Bears, especially with Fields under center, can be productive. And so it's worth taking a shot on one of these guys. And Herbert, to me, is the top of that just because, again, we haven't seen anything that makes him lose his job other than the fact that he got hurt. And so he's been there the longest with this coaching staff. He's available in almost 40% of leagues. One of the biggest new names to the waiver wire list is Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell, the rookie out of Eastern Carolina. Absolute blazing speed. He's got Shout out the to Browns. Michael Smith. Michael Smith has been on this one for a long time. A true <laughs> dynasty junkie, Michael yeah, Smith. That's no, what we I appreciate ta- we about talked, him. We talk, we, it's been a running joke on fantasy football pregame Sunday mornings because Michael keeps wanting to talk about Keaton Mitchell. And we're like, he's not active, dude. He's not playing today. He's like, I don't care. I picked him up two weeks ago. My, but um, but credit to uh, – I want to give a shout-out to uh, – and some love to Michael Smith, who definitely was the first guy I heard like on TV or on a national level bring up – uh, Keaton Mitchell was many times ago. We have talked about him. Like, could he get on the field and use that blazing speed, which was always on display at East Carolina? He ran a 4.37.40 at the NFL Combine as well. Um, he led FBS last season in runs of 10 yards or more. Right? He had 54 different runs of 10 yards or more. So the speed is is Devon Achan esque. Oh yeah. Like he, that's the kind of guy he has the potential to be. Now. I can talk of a couple of things. Six of his nine uh, rushes last year, uh, last week, gained six or more yards. He had four touches in the first. So most people would be like, ah, you know, I mean, come on. It came when, you know, Tyler Huntley was in a quarterback. They were killing him. Um, in a game in which the Ravens killed the Seahawks, he still got the least touches of any of the three running backs. You saw it there on your screen. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards both got more touches. But, um, but he did have four touches in the first half, which was the same as Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Right, um, uh, he's got big playability. 
he showed that. The fact that he was playing with the first-team starters and starting to get some run, and I know this is somebody that they like a lot, and I could, I think they really like Gus Edwards and what he brings, but, you know, cliches are tr- cliches for a reason because they're true. I do think there's some sort of a thunder and lightning thing here with these two guys, and I could certainly see uh, Keaton Mitchell replace Justice Hill in this Ravens lineup, and, and it'd be, you know, Gus Edwards between the tackles and trying to get uh, Keaton Mitchell into space. Yeah, I think he's probably just too good to become an afterthought on this Ravens team with what he flashed. And the other thing, too, is that the Ravens are just destroying everyone at the moment. They might just be yeah. the best team in the NFL, and if that is the case, then they're going to have a lot of game scripts where they are leading and they can lean on Mitchell. So, I mean, it's it's awkward that Justice Hill is still just also there in the mix. He's got 13 carries. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, that's annoying. Gus Edwards is probably still the safest option in that backfield and the most likely to score a touchdown on a given week, but I think Mitchell is an uh, interesting fly. Look, he played on just seven 17% of the offensive snaps and 82% of his fantasy points came in the second half. A lot came on that one big run, which was against sort of the, the backups with the backups on the Ravens as well. But I just think the upside of his potential makes him worthy. Like, this is why, assuming Khalil Herbert is out of your league, is rostered in your league, Keith Mitchell's my number one guy. And I think, I think 20, 25, even 30% of your fab at this point of the season is worth the upside. Understand it's a risk-reward proposition because it could be a three-headed committee and we haven't actually seen Lamar Jackson run that much the last couple of weeks. You know, they could get back to that. But I do think, yes, I just think you, that speed just explodes off the screen and for an offense that really feels like it's finding its groove here, like, I, to Jay's point, like, I just think he's too good to keep on the bench. And I think Todd Munkin sits there and goes like, okay, great, you're fully healthy. Now we've seen what you can do. Let's, let's give you more. I was shocked when he didn't get drafted, honestly. I thought he was somebody that could easily go in the fourth round, as late the fifth round. He's small, but he's fast. And we see guys like this all the time now coming to the league and find a role. They don't have to be a lead back, but they can find a role. He's breaking tackles as well, which right. is good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, again, like, again, sort of smaller guys. Like I, Kenneth Gainwell is another guy who's like a small – I mean, I mean I, different players, obviously. Sure. But, again, Kenneth Gainwell is also another like small guy that they use. Yeah, it's just happening. I mean, Jaleel McLaughlin we yeah. talked about. We talked about A-Chan. Yeah. So, all right. Moving over to a much different situation with the Seahawks. Zach Charbonnet is available in 56% of leagues. And while the production, Jay, wasn't there in Week 9, the key thing is he's playing more than Kenneth Walker right now, which – we don't know if that's because Kenneth Walker, what he's been dealing with over a couple of weeks ago, injury-wise, or if the fact that they drafted Charbonnet in the second round for a reason. Yeah, I don't think you can feel great about starting Charbonnet while Walker is still going to be active and playing in games. But the thing is, is that Kenneth Walker has been like banged up for like it feels like seventy percent of his, his possible career. NFL right. games. Like he was on the the injury report all the back end of last season, missed the start of last season. He was injured in this preseason. He's injured again now. So I think that Charbonnet, he's a guy that should be rostered everywhere just because of the massive upside. Because he's going to be the number. He has the potential to be the number one running back on a pretty solid offense. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. And, I mean, Pete Carroll's been sort of talking him up. Um, I want to give a shout-out. There's a great Twitter follow, this guy, called Coach Speak Index. And he, like, he, he records basically every coach's press conference. And he's tracked, like, how honest and not honest certain coaches are. And, um, anyway, but uh, he's been talking up Charbonnet. We know about the talent as well. Ken Walker was not effective at all. And so I do feel like, you know, we might be getting to a scenario where Pete Carroll is one of those guys who's not scared to be like, I get it that you're the highly drafted guy and highly paid and you're like the seventh round undrafted, you know, you're the seventh rounder, but like you're the better guy. Like, I mean, you know, the, the greatest example is Russell Wilson, who I think was a third or fourth. Third round pick. Yeah. Third round pick. They signed Matt Flynn. 
to this massive contract in the offseason. And Russell Wilson's supposed to be like the third string quarterback that year. But he outplayed everyone in preseason. And, you know, Pete was like, screw it. I know we're paying all this money to Matt Flynn, but Russ is the better quarterback. We're going to start him. And so we've seen that play out throughout the, throughout his time in Seattle. You could certainly see Zach Charbonnet out, overtake Kenneth Walker in a significant way. Again, he's outsnapped KW3 each of the last two games. Another one here as we get into desperation territory because of the buys. Texans running back Devin Motor Singletary against the Bengals. He's available in 50% of leagues. They got the Bengals, the Cardinals, Jacksonville, and Denver coming up. And he's got enough work. I mean, he's coming off week where he had 13 carries. This has oddly turned into a weird split backfield in Houston where the run game just is kind of irrelevant for the most yeah. part for this team. It, it really is. But Damian Pierce was out of this game. And, you know, Singletary didn't do much to, extingu- to distinguish himself. On the other hand, like, Tampa Bay does have a good run defense and a bad secondary. And so, you know, the, the Texans attacked the Buccaneers the way you should attack the Buccaneers, which is, you know, through the air. And they were obviously successful. Great win for Houston. Cincinnati's given up 4.5 yards per carry to running backs. That's seventh highest in the NFL. And so the Bills certainly moved the ball against uh, Cincinnati. I mean, you know, feels like maybe this is Dalton Schultz week because, you know, I mean, they really struggle against tight ends as well. But three straight games with 12 or more touches. Um, he qualifies at running back. <laughs> again, you run out of stuff, good stuff to say about Devin Singletary here. But, um, but again, like you could very easily have – the Miami running backs, DeAndre Swift, and Isaiah Pacheco based on draft. Like, that's – all those guys are very – you know. And so you're just sitting here going, like, I, I need a running back. I, I need a Might running back. Might get you eight points. Huh? Might get you eight points. Might get you eight points. You, 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 he's a desperation flex. Yeah. Yeah. Where hopefully you're using a wide receiver. But, you know, whatever. A situation not too he far off from that. Back. Jay, commander's running back Antonio Gibson against those Seahawks at 55% available. He is coming off a week where he had a season-high 11 touches. And if you're in PPR, Gibson is a guy that can quietly get you four or five catches. Yeah, a kind of budding member of the Alvin Kamara-Ponzi scheme uh, for PPR. Yes, Antonio Gibson gives you that Very high floor with uh, the receptions. It's been such a weird year for the commander's backfield, Matthew, between yes. Brian Robinson's usage and uh, what's happened over the course of the season. But I do think Antonio Gibson, again, he's a guy that if you are in need for a flex guy who can get you maybe eight points, then he's a, not a bad option. It feels like, and you mentioned the commanders are on the road at Seattle, um, and given how bad the defense is in Washington um, and the fact, you know, they, and they got rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So, I mean, like a, a bad defense got worse with those, the, the, the trade of those two players. Um, like, I feel like the easiest bet in the NFL these days is the over on whatever Sam Howell's pass attempt prop yeah. is. I mean, like, just like they, they're just throwing, throwing, throwing because, A, they have to and the enemy wants to be aggressive and because their defense is bad. And so when they're throwing more often than not, Gibson started to work his way back. Like, he was sort of this forgotten guy. Early in the season, they were using Robinson quite a bit. But as the team has gotten worse and the defense hasn't uh, played up to his potential – Gibson, who had 11 touches last week, which is a season I, he's had back-to-back games with five more, five more receptions. He's more of a floor play than an upside play to me, and I think he's only usable in 12-team or deeper PPR leagues. That's why he's fifth on this list. But, again, this is a week where you're probably not getting to be picky, and so he's um, another guy that qualifies at running back. Let's take a look at some stash targets from Barry here going into week 10. we got Vikings running back Ty Chandler. He's available in almost every league. Leonard Fournette. Plenty of people out there stashing Lenny, hoping for the call-up to the Bills' main roster. Rico Dowdle, Tank Bigsby, and then Travion Williams. Simply, guys, because if Joe Mixon ever gets hurt, 
that's where we think the volume would go. Yeah, I mean, Trayvon Williams got a couple of snaps uh, against the Bills uh, on Sunday night. And, you know, Mixon gets such a massive workload, especially when they're getting close, that Williams would be interesting. Same with ETN. If anything happens to ETN, Tank Bigsby, our second Tank mention of the game of the show, he would be there. Daddle's obviously the, the uh, backup to Tony Pollard. These are all guys that we feel like if something happened to the starter in front of them, we feel like these would clearly be the guy. Fournette could carve out a role. James Cook has been ineffective. They just haven't been able to run the ball, so maybe they get something out of Uncle Lenny. And then Ty Chandler there at the top of your list. Cam Akers, unfortunately, if you missed it yesterday or missed the news, he's out for the year with an Achilles injury. Not the same Achilles. No, I mean, it's a new, brutal. New it's tear. a different. But um, uh, but Ty Chandler, I feels like you know, doesn't feel like they have a ton of confidence in Alexander Madison. So Ty Chandler, next guy up, he might already start to see some work as soon as this week. To recap your waiver targets, number one, Keaton Mitchell out yeah. there, 95% of leagues, followed by Tajay Spears, of course. We do this every week, so we have to spend a lot of time on Tajay Spears. Zach Charbonnet, Devin Singletary, and Antonio Gibson. We've talked about Tajay Spears so much, you don't need us to repeat it, but just, just you know, we will, though, if he's still want. on your league, that's where we have him ranked. All right, moving over to the quarterbacks here, and we have some news, of course. Jonathan Gannon uh, said Kyler Murray will start versus the Falcons if the week goes well. That's kind of how we are on the show. Yeah. We'll show up for the show, assuming if the week goes the well. Week goes well. So. I get to host the show if the week goes well. We'll see. I'm day-to-day. We're the, all day-to-day. The upcoming schedule for Kyler Murray play. would be the Falcons at Houston against the Rams and at Pittsburgh against the Steelers. He's available in 41% of leagues. So it's worth checking. Those are all winnable games as well, shockingly, for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, the past three years in points per game, from a fantasy perspective, he's been seventh, fourth, and third. And that seventh is biased because he got injured early in the Week 14 game and only put up 0.7 points. So, I mean, he's just he's a fantasy weapon. Uh, I think he's a football weapon as well. I, I don't know why people don't like Kyler Murray. Like, Kyler Murray's taken first overall in the draft. He's led them to the playoffs. But they, he just has a bit they of a don't like, they don't three, th- three reasons why they don't like Kyler Murray. Right. Number one is, is again, there's all this pre-draft BS about, like, hey, he's too short, he's too small, small hands, all that yeah, BS. He plays right? video games. Plays, right. And that's <laughs> that the other thing. thing. That's the other thing is, is, like, I don't know why they, like, them throwing, you know, the thing that was in his contract or whatever that he has to do more film study or that he's playing too much video games, Call of Duty, all this stuff. Whoever it was that threw that out, you know, to the, to the press and then it became such a big deal and they literally had to walk it back and take it out of his contract or why it's even in his con. I don't know if it actually is in his contract, but supposedly it was like when they signed him to the big extension. Such a stupid, unbelievably dumb move by the Cardinals front office. Bad organization. Whoever did, bad or to do that because like, you just committed like hundreds of millions of dollars to this kid. Like, he's either your guy or not. And if he is your guy, you protect your guy. And why you throw that out there to try to embarrass the kid or whatever, I, it's stupid. But people, that narrative started happening. And then the fact is that the Cardinals just haven't been a great organization again. And there's lots of, lots of very damning reports about ownership and management and stories about the Cardinals over the last couple of years that have come out. And there's one really recently on ESPN that's, you know, in, not not Dan Snyder because no one is Dan Snyder, but it's in that realm, right? You know what I mean? And just and so, I, I don't know. It, it's a good question. You know, I feel like maybe Kyler's not the most, um, you know, big personality. He's not a rah rah. He's not a big rah rah guy. He's more quiet, you know, and and reserved. Um, I've interviewed him once. Thought he was very bright. You know, enjoyed my conversation with him. Uh, I don't get it either, but that's why I think that's why people yeah. don't like him. It's just because, again, like the Cardinals have struggled. It's a bad organization, and they threw him under the bus with the, um, the whatever. But, yes, 
he is a good NFL quarterback. He is a good, um, he's a very good fantasy quarterback as well. And this offense has been, you know, has moved the ball, whether it was Josh Dobbs or, okay, Clayton Toon, whatever. But, like, <laughs> doesn't count. Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride, Michael Wilson, like there's some weapons on, and they should be getting, they might be getting James Conner back yes. too, by the way. By the way, also check your waiver wire just to see if somebody dropped James Conner um, uh, out there as well. So I, I don't know. Uh, we like Kyler Murray. Check to see if he's available in your league, even if you have Josh Allen, even if you have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. Pick up Kyler Murray if you can, because that will give you something to trade, I promise you, after this week, um, uh, after they play. Uh, who, who does Arizona play this week again? The Falcons. Oh, the Falcons. Arthur Smith. Oh, come on. Stop <laughs> yeah, they're winning that game. Good friend they're of the show, that game. Arthur Smith. Yeah, our pal, Artie. QB waiver targets here. Josh Dobbs against the Saints, 83% available. The Bucks with Baker Mayfield against the Titans. He's available in over half a league. Same with Russell Wilson, who's got the Bills. Very banged up defense. Taylor Heineke has those Arizona Cardinals. And then Will Levis against the Bucks. Will Levis actually pretty popular in terms of being rostered in leagues right now. Only available in 42%. By the way, he plays a Buccaneers team that just gave up 470. To a rookie quarterback. <laughs> to a rookie quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke announcing along with um, Arthur Smith that he shaved his mustache and he announced that Taylor Heineke, which is the right move, uh, is going to be his guy as well. Um, so we talked through those guys. Look, uh, Josh Dobbs, look, since week two, Josh Dobbs, playing for two different teams, is the ninth-best quarterback in fantasy. He's averaging 18.6 fantasy points per game. He's now had a rushing touchdown in three straight games, two with Arizona, one with Minnesota. He's had at least 40 rushing yards in six out of nine games this season. Think about this Saints defense that just gave up almost 300 total yards to Tyson Bagent last week. I, I, and Josh Dobbs has now got a full week to learn the offense, Learn the, his teammates' names. I, like, I do think because of the rushing, Dobbs is a viable QB streamer. And I think he's a border, especially once they get, he gets familiar with this offense. Viking schedule is really easy the rest of the way. They've got a lot of weapons. It's a pass-first, fantasy-friendly offense. It's one of the reasons why we like Kirk Cousins coming into the season. And so uh, Josh Dobbs, I think, is a borderline top 12-ish quarterback the rest of the way. Like, he's a low-end QB1, high-end QB2. I don't think he's just a stopgap against the Saints. Worth noting, by the way, just while we were talking, uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reporting Justin Jefferson unlikely to play this week. But the fact that it's not 100%, like, Jefferson's coming back. It doesn't look like it's happening this week, but he's coming back sooner rather than later, which is, again, real good news for Josh Dobbs. Yep. I would guess, based on the reporting, it's probably going to be the following week where Jefferson returns. Everyone's saying that probably not this week, but he's right around the corner. Uh, so that would give him two games before their bye. And I think even without Jefferson, Dobbs showed that he could provide value. The rushing is real. Like The guy's just an yeah. excellent rusher when it breaks down, uh, and that's going to give him a very high floor. Let's look at the tight ends here. Of course, we know that Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard will be out. He's having surgery. He'll miss multiple weeks, so you might be in need of a tight end here. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Cade Ottenjay, top five tight end finish this week, and then Luke Musgrave to round out the list. Yeah, it's an interesting list. Jonu Smith naturally breaks the big one against against the... The Vikings, Hunter Henry, yeah. I think will continue to get more involved, uh, particularly with the injuries in New England. Luke Musgrave just keep waiting for him to really happen, but I think he is victim to Jordan Love. He is, but he had he had his best game of the season last week. He's had at least a 15% target share in three of the last four games. This is Luke Musgrave, by the way. Kate Otten, 
now has six or more targets in three straight games. Baker Mayfield was on a quarterback waiver list. Again, that's another team that's just throwing more than you'd expect. It's a fairly narrow target tree. It is, it's Evans and Godwin. It's Rashid White, uh, Rashad White out of the backfield. And it's Kate Otten. I wouldn't chase the two touchdowns, but I do think that, like, like he's, he's a, he's a legit tight end too. Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith is getting goal line carries, guys. I mean, like, you know, it's all happening for, uh, <laughs> For Jonu Smith in uh, Arthur Smith's office. Jonu Smith looks like the guy that they use the top ten pick on rather yeah. than everybody else. The top <laughs> yeah, literally everyone else in the office. He's had double-digit fantasy points in four of the last six weeks. He's had a 15% target share since week two, which is top 15th position. And he's making plays like this. It's a dump-off from uh, from Taylor Heineke. And, like, he's just, you know, like, he had – here's the touchdown. I, I believe this is the touchdown right here. Spade. Where he takes it, like, look at this. He's like just – he's out running, guys. It's not Kyle Pitts. That's John Smith to the house. Look at that. And then he slips in the turf. Oh, we missed that part. But, um, <laughs> like, I mean, John, who is just, like, he's just running. He's outrunning the ref. He's outrunning the uh, the Vikings. Then he runs all the way. He goes. And then the rest of that play is he, he slips on the, you know, outside of it. Once he gets almost to the tunnel, he slips and falls on his ass. But, again, yeah, I mean, like, again, you know, Arthur Smith believes when they get in close, better to give John Smith a goal line carry than – John Robinson. Yeah. Johnny Smith, only 28 years old as well. Feels like he's much closer to <laughs> Methuselah in yes. age, but he's, he's not. He's, yes, uh, he does. He's, but not, he's 934 look, years he's, younger. John Smith is weirdly more of a floor play than an upside play. I mean, like, <laughs> that, that one play, the whatever, the whatever, 80-yard touchdown or That's whatever it was, six, that was, like 67, whatever it was, like, fluky. But the fact is, is they are using him a lot more. We don't know if Jake London's coming back. I do think the offense is better under Taylor, Taylor Heineke. It's more aggressive, and so... Yeah, man, like the tight end wasteland. It is what it is. If you need a defense, the Seahawks against the Commanders, they're available in 59% of leagues. The Bears here, they have the Panthers. They're available in 97% of leagues, so you should be able to go out and get the Bears defense. And if you watch Monday Night Football, you know to stream your defense <laughs> against the Jets offense. Yeah. So the Raiders, this is basically like picking up Max Crosby. Yeah. I, I was like. just going to say, <laughs> what do you think? What was, what was Max Crosby's reaction watching, knowing he's got the Jets up next and then watching – what what I am going to be the favorite for defensive player of the year <laughs> after next week. That was his reaction. So yeah. get your Max Crosby tickets in now. <laughs> yeah. And then cash out after he has four sacks against the Jets. Yeah. All right. If you pick one of these players up or defenses that we talked about, you probably have to drop someone. Here's some droppable players that are rostered in fifty percent or more of Yahoo leagues. Geno Smith, it's not been the season for Geno. No. We expected. Same with Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Daryl Henderson. K.J. Osborne took that brutal, brutal hit. He's dealing with the head injury. And then Logan Thomas at the bottom of this, Matthew. I feel like this one hurts your heart a little bit. It does a little bit, but just, he just you know, he's he just it hasn't exploded the way we hoped there for Logan Thomas. And again, we're not saying you have to drop these guys, but these are just some options that if you are looking for roster space, Henderson and Royce Freeman, by the way, if you, if you took a flyer on either Rams running back as well, Osborne, especially given the fact that we expect Jefferson back in week 11. He's not there. The last one I want to mention here is Christian Watson, who's not on this screen. Again, it all depends on what you're dropping these players for. So, like, we talked about this off the, uh, you know, this morning. If you were dropping Christian Watson for Tank Dell, I would make that trade in a heartbeat. Like, I prefer Tank Dell rest of the season to Christian Watson. But I'm not dropping Christian Watson for, like, Rico Dowdle or Ty Chandler. Right, because I mean, again, if you're just dropping him to grab a quote upside stash, well, who has more upside 
potentially than Christian Watson, who was great down the stretch last year. The problem is, is that the Packers' offense looks awful. Jordan Love looks questionable. Watson has been has had trouble staying in the lineup and healthy, and he's been very, to be kind, inconsistent this year. Uh, so I don't I don't have a problem dropping Christian Watson. I mentioned this yesterday, but I wouldn't just drop him to drop him because. There's upside there. I think it's an emotional thing where if Christian Watson's on your team, you're really frustrated. But if Christian Watson's on your waiver wire, you see upside and potentially right. you want to pick him up. So I think that's the key there. And Watson, like, he was a monster down the end of last season, admittedly with Aaron Rodgers, but he does have a lot of upside the rest of the way. The more you know. Oh, it's perfect. Well done, Pete. There you go. Oh, Fantastic. TheMoreYouKnow.com. Apparently, they still do these videos. Okay, that's great. Pete's only with us one day a week yeah. producing, but he really pours everything into that. <laughs> he really one does. Day. You have to respect it, especially really on the does. call. Well, you know, you know what it is. Because like, because oh what? No, shade. no, because <laughs> yeah, because the, the rest of the time he's just doing Sims's show, right? You know what I mean? And just I knew like, it. and the way you produce that show is just like. All right, Chris, what do you want to talk about for two hours? And then you just kind of kick back. <laughs> Wear your seatbelt. Yeah, yes. and then you just, you just sit back. You just got to sit back. And, yeah. like, you know, yeah, producing Sims is just like, hey, Saints, go. <laughs> and then, you know, whatever. And then you, 20 minutes later, it's just like, all right, you know, CJ Stroud, go. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a pretty easy gig. It's, a, it's what is known as a cush gig around here at NBC Sports. <laughs> right. So all the he's ideas very happy, that he's, he's a very happy guy, yeah, usually, exactly. too, outside of oh. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, so it's really just like, you know, laughs. right. So any of the, all the creativity he has to, you know, go into here. I feel like Pete's like a, he's like a, pass ru- a rotational pass rusher who comes in. He's just full of energy. He's like Joey Bosa, yeah. how he's being used at the moment. Here's my yeah. nine snaps, yeah. and I'll get you five pressures. Yeah. For exactly. sure. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. It's amazing. First break. All right. <laughs> when we're back, we're recapping Monday Night Football, or whatever you want to call it. That's Chargers recap coming right up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Yeah, you could have guessed this one. Everyone who watched Chargers, Jets, you drink free at the Fantasy yeah. Football Happy Hour. You obviously party. drank last night. You had to. There's no yeah. way you watched that game sober. Hair of the you dog couldn't have. today. Huh? A little hair Dude. of the dog today. Dude, it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. And it just, I'm just going to say this. Like, Zach Wilson has his flaws. Make no mistake. But, like, give this kid some help. Like, Zach Wilson was far from the worst Jet who played last night. Right, you can, it was Billy Turner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the entire quickly. offensive line, Al Lazard making drops. He, was he wasn't dropping balls. He was like he was making dumb penalties that took back actual positive plays. Like, 
That's the worst game I've ever seen Alan Lazard play as a pro, and that's saying something. Zach Wilson had a better PFF grade than all five of his starting offensive linemen, and he wasn't great, but he was better, I think, than he, he could have been in that situation. Uh, had, a higher pass, had a higher QB rating last night than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Look, on the Jets' side of the ball, I don't think there's any real takeaways. You're still starting Brees Hall. You're probably still starting Garrett Wilson pretty much every week, and you want no part of anyone else on the offense. The Chargers, right. though... Justin Herbert's finger, it just seems to be in his head or something. It's, it's just not working at the moment. Crazy hits, too. Yeah. The hits he took in this game. Yeah, it, it was not good. They're home to Detroit, though. Hopefully that's – Detroit's a good defense. I don't know what you do about it, though. Like, I feel like you like, – like, he's had at least 19 fantasy points in six of the seven games prior to this week. So, I, I feel I like – I think you're just starting Herbert, you're starting Eckley, you're starting Allen, and then Gerald Everett in deeper leagues, and that's uh, it. And, well, yeah, we're, hope, we're hoping for something from uh, Quentin Johnson. Johnson. But I just – the fact is, is that – uh, Eckler didn't look good, like, but he, he fell into the end zone twice, which you feel good about. And Keenan Allen had to make an unbelievable catch more than once, but the one that, you That's know. insane. But, yeah, you're still starting all those guys. There's not much to take away of it. It was just a bad day at the office for everyone that played in the game and for all of us that had to watch it. We'll be back right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home. And quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. The crown is yours. Especially if you use the promo code Uh, BERRY. The the crown is yours. Uh, The Luigi is yours. I'm here for America. All right. How about Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year? It's 60 to 1. 60 to 1. You know, maybe your best call of the change. year yeah. that we're going to have to replay a lot might be in the Luigi costume. I know. And also, me. Hey, hey, Luigi, it's yours. The best thing about it is, hey, it's, hey guys, I like Kevin Conner. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Sixty to one. The snap of Adam character. Yeah. All right, but, Jay. But, but yes, look, I but, am jumping on riding your coattails as I often do, Matthew. I like Kevin O'Connell at sixteen to one. Still, it's still too big. Uh, they're eight to one to win the division and sixteen to one coach. It makes no sense if he wins the division. He wins coach of the year. Yeah, and if you'd listened to me last week in the Luigi costume, you'd have gotten him at sixty to one. So we like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Josh Jobs gives him real life, yep. and they're, it's um, all the reasons I used last week are still in in the play here. Easy schedule, and uh, you know, uh, playoffs are there. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with the Chargers under nine and a half wins. They looked awful last night. You know, a couple of win, couple of, look, they have to, they have to, they can only lose three more games the rest of the way in order to get to, uh, to get there. They have to play at Green Bay, at, uh, they have to play Detroit, Baltimore, uh, and Kansas City and Buffalo. 
All four of those should be losses, plus road games at Denver, you know, Green Bay, Las Vegas, New England. Yeah. If you're looking ahead of the draft, take Drake May if you want. First quarterback taken at plus 250. There's some value there. Could be a surprise on draft night. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.